Ask the Podcast Coach for December 8th, 2018. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that fun-filled music. We are not, uh, there's no jingle bells. There's no decking the hall. We're still rocking it with the rock funk. That means it's Saturday morning. It's 1030 Eastern. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm your host, Dave Jackson, from the School of Podcasting. Dot com and joining me right over there is the one and only Jim Collison from the Average Guy TV. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Now, whenever I say that, I think of Emily Prokop mocking me the last time she was on the show <laughs> by by imitating that. Emily, thanks for sticking that into my head. I also just got the the uh, YouTube notification that we've gone live. I know that's helpful, but if you haven't uh, if you haven't subscribed over there, you might want to do that. That way, at least if you forget on a Saturday morning, you get a little pop-up, little toast notification that we're live. So it is out there. It is live, yes. And um, I'm still tweaking things here. But we do have an interesting question. Uh, this came – oh, first of all, if you want to join the conversation, simply go out to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join, and you can pop right in here to the video. And if you would just like to participate and see what we're talking about with uh, – you know, when we talk about the chat room and things like that, that's at askthepodcastcoach.com slash live. And we are there every Saturday. But uh, Jen Crawford from DC Podfest and, of course, Podbean. And I forget what group I saw this in. And she said, what was – if somebody said the best money I've spent on podcasting was for – and I went, hmm. Because my answer was not what everybody else was putting. What, what would be your answer? Best money I've ever spent on podcasting was, I, I think for me, it, with getting 10 seconds to think about that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Just saying. Um, it's probably um, anything where I've paid for community engagement. Like, it, you know, sometimes we get hooked on the gear and the yeah. and platforms. And don't get me wrong, all those things are important. But once you get past that, it's all about people. And so whatever connects me to people. And then, I'm not a big fan of of just blasting things out. I prefer opportunities where I get to have a real, I get to have a real conversation. And so I, I tell you what, uh, and I need to spend more money on meetups. Like if I was going to do anything and spend any more money, and I'm, I think I'm going to do this in 2019 is get some local meetups going, spend some money on those just because it's the right thing to do. And so I, I, that, I guess that'd be my answer. What about you, Dave? Great minds think alike. Everybody else is like my DBX 286 and my high and blah, blah, blah. And I said, going to events. You know, when I go to, and uh, granted, you can say, oh, Dave, you can say that, you know, because Lipson picks up the tab for a lot of that. But there were times in the past that I've gone to different events and I've spent money to, you know, go to different places that, uh, and, and it's not always, you know, sometimes it's just the fact that somebody knows what you do. You know, I had somebody months after I went to Nashville sometime this year in the in the summer, I think it was. And it was like sometime in like, you know, I don't know, a month ago. So somebody said, I don't know if you remember, we we met in Nashville and so and so said such as and it's just these little you're planting little seeds when you let people know what you do. And so that's and, and I get that on a fair amount. It's kind of funny this past week I've been somewhat uh sleep deprived in a way it's funny because i never go to bed anyway my brother's always laughing he'll text me at one and i'll text him back he goes don't you ever sleep like like no but uh it took about a month or so but i've been doing consulting from people i met in australia so you always end up doing like eleven thirty because it's like four in the afternoon their time or something like that it's always you know it's either that or you know i get up earlier that it's, it's hard to find a time you know when they're on the other side of the planet but that again that was months ago. And so now people are like, oh, I, I wanted to do this. And it's especially now at the end of the year, a lot of people are like, oh, I wanted this. This was on my to-do list. And I realized that 2019 is already almost here and I want to get this doing. So, um, yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you. I, I think I don't think you can put a value, a dollar value on experiences. And so, um, you know, it's just it, it, it would be a good good opportunity to get out. We've talked about this before. Get out and meet the people that you're talking to, figure out ways to interact with them, give them some one-on-one -on -one time. Yeah. Um, you know, I got an email this week from one of my listeners on home gadget geeks, uh, Anthony, and he's in Sydney and he was like, Hey Jim, long time listener, 
but this is for whatever reason you said something that just made me want to write and so he mm. sent this email he'd been doing he's been doing these these christmas lights like these pro christmas lights where they're synced with music yeah. and it's like you know and dave there's a whole an underworld of christmas light fanatics <laughs> who have they they sh- they swap like uh, music and you know the the recipes that you need, the setup that you need to make the lights do certain things, they swap it. It's called X lights, by the way. We just talked about it. But, um, but you know, it was to get that, to, and it was a big, long email. And he he, leaves, he he gave me some links to some YouTube videos and some things to do. And then he normally doesn't show up for our live show. But I said, hey, we're going to talk about this. And boom, he was in the, he was in the audience on, on nice. uh, Thursday night uh, interacting with, with the show. I've never seen him before. And so, you know, now that I'm sure he will participate more uh, in in what we're doing. And and for me, it made this connection and everybody just went nuts because everybody loves Christmas lights. You know, everybody loves a good show. And so uh, things like that. To, and it took a whole bunch of extra time. Right. You got to had to send him a note back and then I had to read the letter on the show and we talked about it. But I, I think uh, getting getting micro instead of getting macro. Is it just pays so many more dividends for your podcast than it does just trying to blast, you know, how many ways can I trick people into listening to me? You know? Yeah. And uh Kyle Bondo from Gagglepod says, everyone together, say Gagglepod. It's just a fun word. Uh Jennifer Briney from Congressional Dish said on stage from Podfest that events are the only time she gets to see her coworkers. Yeah. And that is kind of because she's kind of like me. She works from home and uh you know, um, but you, you mentioned that, which leads into this kind of cool thing. I see this a lot. You're talking about that, that interaction with your audience that, that really does, at least for me, puts, puts gas in my tank. And it's just, you're, you're connecting on a deeper level. And I'm seeing this a lot. This was in, I forget which Facebook group, but Sam Rivera said, um, is 1,140 total plays and 54.3 plays an episode pretty good for 20 episodes. I'm trying to gauge my progress. And I get that question because we all want to know, is this worth it? Is this any good or not? And to me, I'm really starting. I mean, I, look, we all love downloads. It's a number and, and they go up and they go down and things like that. But I, I'm, I just think we sometimes forget that there are other ways to, to gauge your, your success and things like that. And, and when I see, and of course the, the answer to that question is, well, uh, you know, if you get 50 downloads and it's a show on Christmas lights, you know, that might be be great. But if you're Joe Rogan, you're going to fire somebody, you know, so it kind of depends on your your uh, your topic, yeah. your promotion, your things like that. So I, I don't know. It's kind of that's a hard one to answer because you're like, well, maybe. You know, how much are you promoting it? You know, if you have two exact shows and one guy promotes it one way and, and she doesn't pro- promote it as much, well, you're not going to get as many downloads. And there's so many, it's like bowling and golf. There's so many things involved in the swing and the throwing of the ball. It's like, if you don't do this, it's not going to work if you don't do that. So, um, well, you know, ask, um, you know, when we think about, uh, I was watching some football this weekend and there's a quarterback and his name is, oh, I, well, let's see who was it. Who has been? Oh, Drew Brees. Oh yeah, uh, right. Drew Brees. No, 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 no. That's not his. Like, who? Who's the quarterback for the San Diego Chargers? Rivers. Uh, yes, uh, Phil Rivers. Yeah, right. So Rivers has been in the NFL for 14 years, and in in his career has been, he he set records. He's done all all the you know he has done some amazing things. He's never made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. And so if you asked Phil, like. For him, if you uh, if you asked him, like, hey, what's you know, it, is your career is this good enough? Well, it kind of depends on your goals, you know. So I kind of, I think you have to kind of ask yourself, what's my Super Bowl? Like, what what is the yeah. thing? And for those outside the United States, it can be what's your World Cup or what's your cricket? What Phil feeling? I don't know. I forget what they do in India, but it it is um it, it's one of those things. I think. It, you have to you have to define and set some goals up front to be like okay what what is it that i'm trying to achieve what are those moments that i'm that i'm looking for years ago 2 years ago dave i got the opportunity to sit in our uh for gallup i got to sit in the auditorium in the center with a light and I basically do a live podcast in front of a thousand people 
Like, is that enough? Heck yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. You know, that's a moment, right? That's a, that's a moment for me. Um, we're shooting next year. We'll shoot for a million downloads in a year through our webcast network. It's today that's, we're only halfway there, but that's my goal, right? How I won't know I'm, I'm going to get there unless I actually set some goals. So it's tough, I think, to drop your question into a community and say, is that enough? Well, like you said, there's so many different uh, factors. I think I think podcasters need to do some goal setting and start saying, okay, what is it that I'm looking for? What do I need to dig in? What, where do I, um, you know, where do I need to go to get this done? In the enterprise, it doesn't get any easier just because I, I podcast in, in an enterprise for a work environment. It doesn't get any easier. In fact, I have people asking me all the time, you know, what are you trying to achieve here? You know, what are you trying to do? What's what's the goals on this? And so I have imagine having a podcast where you've got five or six people who also care about the results yeah. of that. And, you know, it, it puts a little pressure on making sure you do the right thing. So I think and this is a good time of the year to do that. I think that's a good time. We should do this, whether we're asking that question or not, is to sit down and look at our numbers and say, hey, what what would be some good goals? What would make sense for us in 2019 and have something to shoot for? You can't, you have to inspect what you expect, right? And so it's just one of those kinds of things. It'd be a a good time to set some goals. And download numbers are one of those things. But I would also, Dave, I would track audience engagement in the form of what kind of unsolicited feedback am I getting on on a monthly basis, right? That's, I think, a big sign of engagement. Not, hey, send me an email asking me this question. No, no, no. The email that you get unsolicited. I have, here's a great strategy to get unsolicited feedback. Start off your show and then the channel that has your opening music, have that muted. Holy cow. I did that on the school of podcasting. If you got the, if you got the version where Dave goes, hit it ladies. And then there's like four seconds of nothing. Yeah. And here's the thing that kills me about that. I always listen to my episode before I upload it. And so I heard that and I was like, oh, I need to fix that when I get back. And got back and walked in and started watching the football game. And it was a really good football game. And it gets done. I'm like, oh, crap, I need to get to bed. I got to finish my podcast. Go over, upload the file, do my show notes, and hit publish. Completely forgot that I had a mistake. And then I wake up, I'm like, oh, you knew this. I'm like, oh, you football. That's so, the second week in a row, right? Well, no, there was no. a ask the podcast coach, coach yeah, problem. But, yeah. hey, there's a lot to it. You know, there yeah. is just a lot to well, it. And we, we, you know, multitasking is never a good yeah. idea when you're, especially late at night, multitasking. It's like, eh. uh, we did have a ch- uh, question in the chat room. Scott, uh, Sikora says looking at up upgrading to getting a SM seven B, uh, Scott, what microphone do you currently have? Uh, I feel it's a good upgrade option for me currently. I want to try and move into the realm of helping local authors convert their books into audiobooks. I figured this would be a good choice unless advised by you guys otherwise, but I record directly into a Zoom H6. Does the Zoom provide enough gain power to power the SM7B to a good clean signal? If not, should I try looking at a DBX286 or a Cloudlifter for about 150? Um, what say you? Well, I think you should go back and listen to the last um, podcaster's roundtable to start with. You, you, Ray, Daniel, there was a couple other folks on there. I think you guys talked about equipment. And I, I remember there being some microphone comparisons. And we, I think you guys were talking about the cloud lifter versus yeah. the Fethead. Fethead. The Fethead requires one less cable because it plugs right into the end of your computer or your computer, your microphone. And then you plug the cable into that. A cloud lifter is a little box that looks like this. He said, holding up a little black box, except this isn't a cloud lifter where you have one cable going in and one cable going out. So you require two mic cables uh, with a cloud lifter. Um, so that's why I like the Fethead because it just, it just looks like, I don't know, it's just an extension that comes out of the end of your computer. Or your, why do we yeah. keep saying computer, your microphone? The I, There was some chat in there about um, the way I think People sound, I think Ray says this in that, in this, in that, um, uh, episode. the round table. Yeah. Yeah. In that episode of the round table, Ray says something, you know, that he didn't like it. There were certain mics where he didn't like the sound of his voice yeah. and some of those. So I think it would be tough for us to say, is that the right thing? SM7B, great microphone. Lots of people use it. I know Ross Brand, uh, Roll Ross was on there on that, um, on that round table. And, uh, he uses that. I know it's a little gain hungry. 
And so you've got to make sure you've got the right things in place uh, to get that done. You're definitely upgrading to a new, you know, you're getting into the realm now of a little more sensitive of a mic and a little bit better, a little bit better quality. But is that, do you need to do that? Like, do you need, I almost bought your microphone, Dave, the one you got right there, the the RE320. There's, um, it was it was three hundred bucks during the during Black Friday, and I almost I almost picked one up, and then I'm always like, you know, this thing works. Like, I don't need yeah, so it works for now. Now someday it's going to break, although it has a lifetime warranty because it's the silver ones, right. so I could get it replaced. But I don't know. Um, that that would be I, I would it be the right thing? Well, you'll know when you when you get it. It's a good upgrade for sure. It's a good mic. Here's what I would also do. I would get my first client before I spent money on upgrading a microphone. It's just because you go, Hey, come record your book right here. And you might get a lot of people going, Oh, you know, let me in. And then you might get a lot of crickets. So I let's, let's, let's do the old will it fly kind of thing from, from Pat Flynn. Let's make sure we got something because you might think it's a great idea. And then you might find out that authors are like, I don't have any budget for that. You know, I'll buy my own microphone or whatever. So Quasi uh, makes a good statement in the chat room. He says, if you have the opportunity to rent the mic and test drive it and yeah. see how it sounds, uh, look look locally to see if you can rent those things. That's great advice. Yeah. Mike, um, see if, if you can rent it. If, if you're going to do business with a mic, by the way, you should always have two. <laughs> like, because yeah. you never, if you, you yeah. book a guest and they come in and your stuff's not working, you probably, you're, if that's not good. So if you buy one, you really need to have two. Yeah, that's, uh, and if Nalos fails, I think it's Mike Rental, M-I-C, MikeRentals.com and what they do. Yeah, there you go. Nick Superling's got it. Uh, Nick had asked in the chat room, what does everybody think of WordPress 5? Well, <laughs> well, if you're like me, this just came out this morning, and I've I've yet to, I, I saw it and went, and said instantly, plug in, add new, classic editor. And that kind of makes it go back to normal WordPress. And then what happens is when you go into edit, it says, I think it's block editor, or classic editor. You can go classic editor because I needed to add the code for the the YouTube video. And I was like, Yang, I don't understand. So it's like, here, have a have a learning curve, everyone. Merry Christmas. So I've um uh, I've not heard good things. I've heard a lot of people say it's very buggy. I've heard a lot of people say it doesn't work with different plugins, which is odd because it's it's been in beta a very long time. From what I've heard, I've, I I see a lot of things from uh, good old Yoast, the guy that does the SEO plugin, and I've heard a couple different WordPress uh, podcasts, and they've all been going, you know, and just the fact that it sounds, from what I understand, the, the last one I heard that, uh, shocking, that when you get a bunch of people together and there's a power structure of who controls WordPress, that not everything's hitting on all cylinders when you get politics involved, and it's almost like the Gutenberg team has kind of come and said, no, 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 this is what we're doing. And it's kind of that whole open source thing doesn't always operate very pretty from what I understand. And things are getting ugly over there. So yeah, I wasn't a big fan of their, their old editor, to be honest. It's just, just, it does some weird things. And so I've been, I think I'm going to give Gutenberg a a run. This is a good time to like, okay, it's in there. It's default. It's standard, whatever, blah, Uh blah, blah. It, uh, I think I'm, maybe I'll use the rest of the month. I'm going to have some downtime during Christmas to, to, to mess around with my stuff. And I think I'll give it a, you know, I think I'll give it a run, try and figure some things out, watch some videos, get smart on it before it. I kind of pass judgment, you know, on it. And cause I haven't messed with it. It's been in beta and you've been able to install it as a plugin and get it tried out. I probably should have done that, but I just have been so busy. I haven't been able to get it done, but this is a good time of the, of the year for me to kind of mess around with it. So yeah. I'll try and, I'll try and get to get more up to speed. All I really need to do is just basic editing. So I'm hoping that won't be too hard. Yeah. Kyle says, uh, I found that Grammarly doesn't work with WordPress five. Hmm. And I don't know about to me, I rely on, <laughs> Well, that that will that will only last for about three weeks, and then they'll fix it, right? I can't. Yeah, I can't imagine it's Grammarly not being able to adapt to that. They are they are a force at the moment. They are advertising like crazy. They they yeah. must be making money. Like uh, it, it must be working. Whatever they're doing, it's showing up on all you these YouTube videos, and everybody's talking about it. They got viral marketing. I'm hearing everybody say, "Oh, I can't live without Grammarly." You yeah. say that every week. Yeah, it's, you know. Well, I'm amazed. It just I'll throw it in WordPress. Or WordPress, Microsoft Word, it'll find some stuff. I'll throw it in a grammar lean. It's like, no, 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 hold on. And I'm like, how did this not like 
okay. You know, and then I still read it out loud uh, just to try to catch all the stuff I can. And even with that, of course, there's always going to be uh, something. But mentioning like WordPress 5 is is not a great, yeah, it, it's not. Let's back up a second. WordPress 5 is different. Here's my question, and I would like you to answer this as honestly as you can. <laughs> am I a wet blanket? Am I Oscar? Am I the Oscar the Grouch of podcasting? Okay, so apart from me, apart from WordPress five, you mean? Is no, that just on everything because I, I um, Chartable came out when well, they've been out, oh. you know, and I saw people talking about it, and I was kind of like, oh, you know what I mean? Do we need another chart? Do we? Uh, and James Critton was kind of like, God, you don't like anything, man. <laughs> well, let's let's let me say this. I think you approach because you've been doing this so long and yeah. you've seen so many things. I think you approach everything with healthy skepticism Hmm. and sometimes that's taken as a wet blanket, so to speak. And, you know, um, so, you know, are you, are you intentionally that way? No. Are you being, are you a skeptic of some of the new flashy, you know? Yeah, I think you are. I think you, you have a healthy amount of skepticism. It makes me think, uh, you know, on, on, uh, I keep going back to this episode. It was a really good episode, by the way, the last podcasters Roundtable. I don't know the number, but you should go back and listen to it. It's really, really, really good. If you're listen, if you're a podcaster and you don't have that podcast in your, in your repertoire, <laughs> it's only every other week. Come on, get that thing in there. It's a really good podcast. But, um, you know, uh, uh Ray brings up anchor in Ross, who's kind of outside of our, our bubble, so to speak. It's like, I don't know why everybody's so being so hard on anchor and he didn't say it in that, but that that's kind of what he was getting to. And I think sometimes we have the tendency within our own circles, uh, within our own bubbles to get particularly critical or we get in a particular groove with something and we tend to then favor that. Like, you know, we'll, we'll favor the high LPR 40 or we've sold the hell out of these ATR 2100s, <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, there's, there's a Q2, uh, Q2U and there's some other things out there. So I think it's, it's kind of part of the ecosystem. Yeah. The other day I was doing something with a Q2U and I, I just like the fact that the volume knob is on top of the microphone instead of behind it. And I'm like, you know what? And then the fact that it's 40 bucks with a windscreen and a slightly better uh, microphone stand. And I'm like, aside from the lifetime warranty, I'm like, that might be my go-to on, on that. And I think I heard Daniel say it's actually like this much louder than the ATR 2100. And I'm like, hmm, that might, that might be something I, I changed my mind on. But yeah. So, it's, but Dave, let's get back to this. Cause you, you, because you asked me this question, you're right. thinking about it. Do you feel like you're, you're, you're being a wet blanket? Well, it the, made me team? step back a bit. And, and you said a great thing. Cause uh, Mark Asquith from podcast websites had a thing that said, look, anchor's not the enemy here. And he, he did make a good point. So for anyone thinking of, you know, I'm like, he said, when podcast websites came out, uh, that ins- inspired, shall we say, Blueberry to launch podcast websites. Libsyn has bought Pair Networks, so we have kind of a website thing happening. Um, so he was saying, "Hey, sometimes this is good for, um, you know, creativity for competition." Like I played with Chartable; they have a really cool stat where you can go in and it'll show you what's the average download number per episode after 60 days. And I'm like, you know what? Media hosts should have that. If we're going to be quoting that number to people or 30 days or something like that. So that was kind of neat. Um, so I, I get his point on that. I still say that the, the biggest problem I have with anchors, the whole, Hey, we really, really recommend that you let us submit your show to Apple. I'm like, no, that's no, but um, now there's, there's a fine line between being critical and being cranky. Yeah. Well, right? the, the thing that you said is because of my past. And I said, well, here's my past. I owned right when, um, right before, I think it was before Apple came out. It was either right before or right after. I just remember at the time, Podcast Alley was the place. Everybody was like, hey, vote vote for me on Podcast Alley because there wasn't an Apple podcast yet. So I launched podcastcharts.com. It's actually a domain I don't own anymore. Actually, let that one go away. At podcastcharts.com, and I had a website called battlingbands.com, and both those had almost no prize. And I was battlingbands.com especially was ridiculous because it was two dollars to start, and if you won, you got to play again for free. So you saved yourself a whopping two bucks. And I was, I mean, I've tried every voting script on the planet on that website, and every single one, people were 
refreshing. They would like delete their cookies so they could vote again, all sorts of stuff for, for no prize. And I was like, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. And so then if you throw in the people's choice podcast awards with Todd Cochran, those technically people didn't cheat, but they went right to the edge to it. And then we've seen where Apple podcasts is now being, you know, manipulated and I'm like, so my question was, do we really need another chart system? Because all in all, it's just somebody's going to find a way to game it. So that's, again, my kind of, I guess, like you said, health, it's 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 not so much what blanket to me. I'm just going, hey, and even on their website, this is what got me on Chartable's website. They have a whole big, long article about how Apple podcasts, their charts is being manipulated. I'm like going, okay. And where's the paragraph that says, and here's how we're going to avoid that. Nothing. I was like, Hmm. So, but, uh, so I did, I put in there, I haven't gone over to check, but I put in their redirect because they want you to put in a redirect so that you can show the total number of plays. Like they're going to use their, their stats, which is going to be another, again, can of worms. Why? Because of my chair, because I've had people that put in redirects. I remember one guy, it went from pod track to blueberry to some sort of ad insertion. And then finally to Libsyn. And he was like, Hey, these are all different. And I'm like, McDonald's Burger King, both hamburgers yet different. And so when I see another stat system come into play, we're going to see now like, Hey, how come on blueberry? It says I have 110 and over here it says I have 98. I'm like, really? We're going to argue over 12 downloads. I'm like, uh, so that's again, that's where I, I guess it's my, I hope it's not cranky. Maybe I just need to start explaining to people. This is why I think what I think so they can see that. But it, it, there are times that I'm like, well, when you've been around, when you've been doing this as long as you have and in, and I think about in my community and my Gallup community, um, that's nearly 24 seven for me. So I answer the questions I'm out there, you know, they're talking about, you know, Hey, what's the pricing for this? What do I do for that? And oftentimes it's the same questions. Like, this is this is a repeatable effect in every community. Eventually, it boils down to the same ten questions everybody asks. Right? We have them in the podcast community. When you when you do that all the time, and you that's all you see, I think you start getting a little skeptical and slash cranky about like you know you're like oh do we we really you know, somebody in the Facebook group, I think it was in the podcast movement Facebook group just this morning was like, I know blatantly, I know this has been asked, but just who's the best host provider. (laughs) And somebody was like, you know, okay, for the 5,000th time, if you use the search, you know, kind of thing, well, that's pretty cranky right? when you do it that way. And it's true, you know, um, it's not what they're looking for. And, And we get frustrated because people ask these questions over and over and over again, and they don't read, but that's part of the community aspect of it. If you're getting, if you feel yourself getting cranky, it might be time to back away a little bit. Let the community answer some of those questions for you. Like, don't, if you're fine, this is, and by the way, I'm giving myself advice because I find myself (laughs) getting cranky in my community. And, you know, it it shows, right? Those, sometimes when you get cranky in your own community, it starts to show and people are like, well, if it it, it will decrease engagement, they're not going to ask you questions anymore if you start coming across really cranky. And so I think that we all, by the way, we, it's not you, just not you, Dave. I've, I get cranky in my own community. And I think some of you who are listening to this now, if you start thinking about, okay, if I'm really invested in the community that I'm in, that means I'm doing a lot of talking in it. And chances are there's a listener or there's some, a feedback mechanism that just makes you crazy, just makes you cranky. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you have to make that decision. Like maybe I need to step away from this for a little bit of time to get, to gain some perspective yeah, or the, maybe I need, you know, yeah, go ahead. Well, there are times when I choose, when I go to answer and I'm like, is this really, is this answer really needed? Am I changing the subject? Um, you know, like, like Jeff Bradbury asked today, can I plug a cloud lifter into a DBX into a recorder? And I was like, well, hold on a second. And I was like, maybe you ought to ask yourself, just because you can doesn't mean you should. I'm I'm like, get the DBX and then ask yourself, do I still need more gain? And he he was worried about, am I going to blow up my equipment? And I was kind of like, well, I didn't really answer his question. The question was, does it hurt my equipment? And my answer, honestly, is I don't know. I've never done that because, well, 
if you plug one of those in, you're probably not going to need the other one. And I still answered it, but I was kind of like, you know, I didn't really answer his question. His question was, will this hurt my equipment? And instead I was kind of like, hmm. So, but at any rate, um, Jim, do you know who? Before we move on from that, let me just, let me give Daniel some encouragement on this because he is probably one of the best I've seen in this area of patience and professionalism. Yeah. And when he answers the questions in, in Facebook or wherever he's doing it, he does a really good job of never getting cranky with his customers. I mean, he, he, he's for, in my, in my opinion, he's one of the best at this. And then what he does is it's genius. Like we should all do this. He just writes an article. He writes a post about it yeah. to help people and then points them back. Right. And so if, if we're getting these repetitive questions, he comes up with, and we said before in the past, he is super thorough in what he does. I like I have one one hundredth of his thoroughness in in what we do. His stuff is super thorough. And so I often oftentimes when I want an answer, I go back to his stuff because it's so good and so thorough in what he does. So I think we could learn a little bit from that in the in the sense that it takes a ton of time and it takes a ton of commitment. And sometimes you have to swallow your pride. But in, in the communities we're in, we, we if we're going to be in those, we can't just be in, be in them. Um, by the way, it was Todd who got super cranky on that question about <laughs> platforms. <laughs> it's like, Todd, you're a platform guy. You probably yeah. shouldn't be getting cranky about this. Yeah. So I, anyways, well, you know, you, you, you're going to move on. Well, you know who's not cranky? That's our right. awesome support. Our awesome supporters. Yes. Supporters, um, right. Yeah. Um, this is something I want to play with in, in 2019 a little more. Um, but we're talking about awesome people like uh, Josh from on the bubble podcast.com. Greg from debt where he teaches financial wellness, Jonathan. Oh man, Jonathan, my, my iPad is having a bad day today because he sent us another audio question um, at weekly Glenn, the geek Hebert over at horse radio network.com. Josh Rivers from podcastingexperiments.com. He actually just released a new uh, episode with um, the guy from Sleep With Me. Why can't I remember his name? Oh, Drew Ackerman. Uh, Max Trescott over at aviationnewstalk.com. And the one and only Shine from spybrary.com. And then Bond, Gary Bond. You can find the Key West Perspective at keywestperspective.com slash podcast. And the one and only Ronsley from Amplify Media Group over in Australia. Find him at mustamplify.com. You can be an awesome supporter by going to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And if you're an awesome supporter of $5 or more, you saw where I put in a extra um, bit of content. And I cannot, I, where did Jim go? Um, oh, no. Yes. I'm still here. <laughs> I'm like, I hate the fact that Google Hangouts does not give you a button on the toolbar on the taskbar. Um, but there was a, uh, I attended a webinar with Tom Merritt who does the daily tech show. And he had a really cool thing for Patreon where he, he said, set goals. And one of them was like announce, I, I, I should know this, you know, Dave, a little prep would have been good here, but uh, let's say we had, I don't know, 45 patrons to say, Hey, next month I want to have 46. And then he just every week is like, hey, we lost two. We're down to 43. If you want to be a patron, it can only be a buck. And I was like, that's a cool little way. It's because people want to be like, Help, okay, I can do, I can put in a buck. And the guy's making like boatloads of cash on his patron. So um, so I threw that in for for those that have the $5 more account over at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. But yeah, I'm always picturing Daniel's mom, like never had to say wash behind your ears. You know what I mean? Like that was my mom would, my mom would come, I'd come out of the oh. bath and she'd take on, she's like, wait, get, get back in the bathroom. You He's missed, such a great guy. You for, He's such a great guy. <laughs> Good, great part of the community and, and, and does some amazing work um, for what we do. Maybe one of the most patient guys on the planet. So Daniel, thanks for all that you do. Hey, I want to bring up, uh, it's an oldie, but a goodie, but we haven't said it in a while, but I ran into it this week at Libsyn. If you, you, you really need to figure out who owns your show and be careful if you're letting another company, this was uh, somebody who approached Libsyn and they're like, Hey, I want to move to Libsyn. And she did. And and we imported her stuff, but now it came time to redirect the feed. And I'm still not quite sure how this works. She's getting charged at Spreaker and this has nothing to do. This is not a bad thing against Spreaker.com. They're Rob and the whole team over there is great. But whoever is managing her show over there apparently has her billing information in there, but 
she doesn't have the login. And I'm like, that, that can't be oh right. Oh yeah. Cause I'm well, like, no, it could be. I mean, that's very possible. Yeah, it's just a pass through. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it sounds like somebody, cause you know, on Spreaker, it's really easy to have multiple shows and it sounds like somebody set up a company they're hosted on Spreaker, but I'm, ah, and I'm like, yes, and I'm like, you need to sense. redirect your feed. And she goes, because she wasn't happy. They were somehow putting ads into her show because Spreaker mm-hmm. allows that, but she wasn't mm-hmm. getting a dime from it. And she's like, well, hold on. I don't, Hey, I don't want ads in my show and B. So she was going to move over to Lipson. And I said, well, the easiest thing to do is just redirect your feed and that'll update all the apps. And there are a couple other things you have to do. And she goes, oh, I don't think they're going to do that. And I'm like, wait, don't you have your own show? And she goes, I don't know that they're going to move me. So I was mm. like, I said, yeah, you, you need to, I would start there first because otherwise, and in the end, uh, this person chose to just resubmit her show to Apple, which means she now has two listings, one from Spreaker and one from Libsyn. She was just, I'm just going to start from scratch. And I'm like, ooh, I, to me, I would never want to just go, even if I had 10 downloads, I'm like, that's 10 people that are going to be looking at the Spreaker feed, which is now dead or will be eventually. So, mm-hmm. but if you're, the bottom line is if you're working with anybody that's, I don't know, not you, make sure you have all the passwords and things like that. And even that doesn't work. I had somebody a couple of weeks ago where they had a shared Gmail account for that they would use to log into Libsyn and then co-host something, you know, Ernie and Bert got a tiff and then Bert got to the Gmail first, changed the password. So, and then they changed the password on Libsyn. So that if you went into Libsyn and said, hey, um, resend the password, that sent to the Gmail that they no longer had the password to. And I was like, oh, it just gets ugly and spooky. So if you're doing anything like that with a co-host or things like that, realize if things don't go well, I don't know, life is too short to be cranky. And because I, I, there was somebody on Facebook saying that they were doing things like on social media, they were releasing like private text messages and they were just doing anything to just, just get the other person. I was like, Oh really? Is that where we're going to go? So Dave, the, the message in that, I think a lot of people, when they first come to this, they are like, Hey, look, I don't really want to mess with the complexity of podcasting. Can you just do it for me? Mm-hmm. And, and I only know this because I have, I've had customers like this who are like, I don't want to know the login. I don't want to know. I don't want to keep track of anything. I just want to do the podcast. I want you to take care of it. And you, you give them really great service and you do it for them. Then the relationship goes sour. Now, I haven't had this happen to me, but it does. We know, right? The relationship goes sour and you try to divorce from your consultant. And if your consultant has done everything for you, you're, you know, it's, it's kind of like the spouse who doesn't know how to run the budget. And all of a sudden you're like, oh God, I've never actually thought about having money or I've really never thought about where my downloads go or how things get edited or how things are paid for or because of the complexity of it. And so it does create a, an opportunity. It does create a, a problem when we think about if you're going to turn those things over, uh, you're, you're going to, I mean, that's a big risk. I think this is where, not to come full circle, but I think this is where your advice to people like, hey, I can go to Anchor. They'll do everything for me. That's the same thing as a consultant doing everything for mm-hmm. you and you had you not having any control. And you because you see it on the back end, you get super cranky because you see people like this who get who get bound up by it where it becomes a problem and they get mad and you're like, okay, I don't want to have, I don't want to see that happen again to somebody. And so you're like, stop doing that. You know, yeah. you get, and it sounds like that can sometimes can sound a little cranky, but w- we have to, you know, we have to realize the more control that you give over to someone for that. If you try to unwind that, it, it, it's just, it's, it's harder. And if it, if you have to unwind it under bad circumstances, you know, it, it gets even worse. I mean, bad divorces, that's why we have lawyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's funny so. because I, I kept explaining that, hey, what you need to do is redirect your old feed. That's all. it. And she'd be like, well, I just want to get into iTunes. And I'm like, okay, well, what? here's the easiest way to do that is just redirect your feed. And she's like, well, this other company, yada, yada, yada. And I actually made a... um. Uh, I made a video, like I made a quick PowerPoint presentation. I'm like, here, this arrow, do this, that, and this is how it works. And she was like, yeah, can you please just get me into iTunes? And I'm like, okay, you're going to lose your audience because I don't really know if I have an audience. And I'm like, ah, so to me, like when you make me do what I feel is bad advice, I'm like, oh yeah, we can. All right, here's, here's the tutorial. And then you're going to have seen it. 
You've seen it all. Yeah. That's the problem, right? That's why you're skeptical is because you've seen it all. Yeah. So we have a Canadian amongst us. That's <laughs> hilarious. Is I know it just says Canadian. Canadian. All right. Welcome, everyone. Please welcome to the stage, Canadian. So <laughs> so just says Canadian doesn't say the full name. No, it, it does. Well, it just says Canadian dot, 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 because yeah. the, the, uh, the, the window is too small. Canadian Maker Project is just too long for it. So yeah. we have all of Canada here with us. Hey, welcome. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for having me on. Um, I used to have another podcast called Japan Experience, which Dave kind of knows. Yeah. Me, so. <laughs> yeah, no, but, you've been on before. Yeah, I've been on before. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. yeah. It Welcome seems back. Like whenever I, someone comes on, all of a sudden the floodgates will open. So you're probably going to have more people jumping on. All okay. Time. Maybe. We, we need one to, to, uh, to, break the, to break the mold. Go ahead. What, what's your question? Well, here's the question. Restarting. Um, most of my content now is on YouTube because I'm doing 3D printing and talking about making and building stuff on 3D. And, you know, I kind of let the Japan experience has now kind of died and gone defunct and I'm kind of like tired of it now. So I'm looking at bringing in a new show um, covering the makers that are makers and influencers <laughs> that, you know, kind of inspired me to go to YouTube, but also expired kind of pushed me towards podcasting mm -hmm. and i'm just wondering with the first launch of an episode should i do the zero or do the one or does that really matter i don't think it matters yeah to me yeah. this is one of those yeah. things that i go oh we're because I, I see people really like white knuckle like ooh, do i put it or they put out their trailer as episode one and then they put out episode one and they go oh wait no can i have it i'm like it doesn't the only thing i think that would matter on and it's not a, a problem yet, is if you have an Amazon skill, you can tell the woman in the tube, play episode blah, blah, blah. And if there's two number ones, you know, it blows up on your desk and leaves a little blue, you know, I don't know what happens. But at this point, it's not a big deal. Um, I always, I, I, I need to test this, I guess. I, I believe, because it's still a number, you can put your trailer out as episode zero. And then episode one will be episode one, but I don't know. Episode numbers were were very much something needed back in like 2007 because there was this thing called an iPod Nano that had no screen. So that's when people started saying things like, "Ask the podcast coach." Episode number two thirty six, I think, something like that, um, because people on that particular device couldn't see a screen. I was right, two thirty six, and uh, so. I almost think now episode numbers are more of an ego stroke for the podcaster. Look at me. We've done 236 episodes. I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know if they fulfill, Ron, for you, if they fulfill that much of a need. Once you get going, it doesn't, it's, it doesn't really matter. So just start doing them and, and throw them in the feed and, uh, and, and just start going. I, I, I wouldn't even worry about it, to be honest. I, I don't know. How, does that. Does that answer the question for you or do you still, do we need to say, just go with this, you know, zero would typically be your trailer, right? Yeah. And then just one is your first one and just start, start cranking them out. Well, the thing is, is as I want to get people to be interested in this, but at the same time, it's more of a, you know, do I do it or not do it? And it's been like, I got people lined up. So that's the first thing I first started was getting the, getting enough people that, sign up for it so i got already three people so far i'm hoping to get a recall from the guy but it's more like i'm going to be launching after january so i know the you i know the whole apple i'm gonna say <laughs> which means you're probably going to hit apple somewhere in february or late january i guess my question is if you think about it from a consumer standpoint so i'm now a listener i'm not a podcaster do i really care that it's episode one and it shows episode zero or it's episode two and it's really episode one. I don't know that they, I don't know that the listener cares. The listeners, at least when I listen, I'm just listening for, is this going to help me do something or is it going to entertain me or make me laugh, cry, think, groan, educate, or entertain? So I don't know that I get too wrapped up in the episode. And, and really the bottom line is just start. You know, if, yeah. you got, if you got people lined up, just kick it into gear. And, and when it's finally available, tell the world and get as many people as you can to subscribe and uh, go from there. But, uh, and, and, and don't well, feel, don't feel bad about the, your Japan experience. You know, you, cause you're kind of like, well, it's kind of died. No, no, no. I'm like, yeah, that's what happens. We, we, we find new things in life that we like, and it's not, uh, there's no shame in stopping a podcast. You've done that for years. I mean, so uh, life changes, you change. And uh, so don't, 
I, I don't want to hear any shame or guilt in that. That's perfectly fine. Jim, you said you were going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, um, just think about doing a season. That this is we've been we've done this at Gallup now, uh, and it, it kind of protects me from having this idea that it's going to go on forever. And we separate our seasons by time, so it's a year, and so. Um, you know, we're going to do a shortened season of one of the particular podcasts and it just gives me the idea. It's, it's, it's a very finite number. And so just maybe start with the idea. This is, we're going to do a, we're, this is season one and we're going to do 15 episodes or whatever. You can define how you want it, but maybe because you're not sure, put, put your own limiter on this thing to begin with to say, okay, I'm going to get to seven or 10 or 12. I don't know. Whatever's comfortable for you. And say, I'm going to get there, and then we're going to stop, and we'll evaluate. And if it's just one season, it's one season. There's nothing wrong with having 15 podcasts and then stopping. Yeah. There's, a, wrong there's so. a, a great story about this guy with, like, one leg or no legs, or he has some sort of leg issue. I forget why. But he ended up, like, running marathons. And when he started, he could barely walk because he had either one leg or no legs, one of the two. And so what he started doing is he started walking – and he would say, I'm just going to walk to the next telephone pole. And then he would go, okay, now I'm going to go two telephone pole, and then three. And then he eventually became jogging and then eventually became running. And I was listening. I, I mentioned on podcasting experiments, I, I heard the interview with Drew Ackerman from Sleep With Me. And Drew did the same thing. He was kind of like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to this. And then he said, you know what? I hear that most podcasters quit before episode seven. So I'm going to do, and I'm paraphrasing here. So this might not be entirely accurate, but I think Drew said, I'm going to do 10 episodes. And if I get to 10, I'm going to do 25. And if I get to 25, I'm going to do 50. And so at those kind of points, when he got like to 10, he was like, Hey, you know what? I'm kind of having fun. And it turns out people are listening to this. So yeah, I'll definitely do 25. So he, he did another 15 and he got to 25. I was like, you know what? This is actually kind of cool. And, and there's no way I'm stopping this now. So he just put little like, um, mile markers, for lack of a better phrase, or or what would you call those, Jim? It's not a goal. A, a goal or a, a goal or a milestone. Milestone. There we go. Milestone. And uh, you know, give that a shot because, I mean, it, it, we always joke about how many podcasts I've started. I I did one that was called the Customer Service Show. I did f- I think five episodes of that before I went. You know what? No, and I didn't know it unless I did it. So, you know, give it a shot. And uh, what what's your show going to be about? Well, I'm going to be talking to uh, makers. Uh, so these are like 3D printer guys, you know, people that carve wood um, and just talking with them. I'm also going to try to get into a couple other guests that may not be on that same track, but because I feel that they have information that can work towards what we do, I'll be probably bringing those people also. Good nice. idea. It's a super good idea. And, and I just would, you know, I would do it and go for it and, and get it rolling and, you know, maybe limit yourself if you feel like you don't, this thing doesn't have to go on forever. There's just so much pressure because everybody, you know, we, Dave, you know, we've done 236 36 of these and I've done 380 of what this, and, you know, there's so much pressure for these ongoing nine-year-old podcasts. They don't have to be that way. We We did a season of, at Gallup, we did a season of Theme Thursday in Spanish, and the management said, just do one season. <laughs> like, let's wait before we do a season two, because we don't know where that's going to go. And so that season one allowed me to just kind of lock it up and uh, and say, okay, no, let's just let's just do one season and see. So that could be a good, I, I definitely would not let that pressure stop you from, from just getting going and started on it. Yeah, well. Thank you so much, guys, and yeah. uh, have yourselves a great Christmas. You bet. Good you talking too. to you. Thanks for thanks for uh, jumping in. They're having a whole discussion in the chat room about how important Apple is. Um, Bang says, is it 80% of the market? And I haven't looked in a while to see what my stats are, because by the time you add up Safari, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and then iTunes Stored, I think is another user agent it's a it's a you know somewhere around probably 60 to 80 percent yeah so yeah it's an important thing yeah i mean we, we need to pay attention to it a little bit i just i find paying attention to numbers in relation to themselves is the most important thing in other words you know i get blueberry stats uh, mm-hmm. god only knows how accurate those things are i mean they, they went down during when they changed things there's bots there's it's just i'm not not them it's just a crazy world out there trying right. to figure out what accurate numbers are right 
So the 650, let's just use that number. The 650 I get on a regular basis, and that's a number I just kind of guessed, by the way. But um, it's important in the sense, like, how did it compare to last month? And how did it compare to the month before that? The the 650 number is meaningless to me. Like, that just doesn't mean anything. It's like, okay, that could be right or it could be wrong. The the task about going about um, uh, numbers is so difficult. I don't think anything's going to be accurate. So, you know, it's like when we get these spikes in the numbers and everybody wants to know why. It doesn't matter. It's not real. <laughs> Like, unless you did something, you know, I think I mentioned on last week's show, I, I put an article out on Byte.com a couple of years ago, and my podcast numbers just spiked right after it, but then they, they settled right back down into nothing um, or where they had been before. So that that's important to know. But, uh, you know, I would, I would encourage, build a percentage, build a spreadsheet. If you're going to track it, build a spreadsheet where it compares one to the other month over month. That's what we do at Gallup, and it works really, really well. Yeah, Emily says, talking about episode zero. She says, I, uh, I realized I rarely listen to promo episodes unless I'm already following the person and they're starting a podcast. But people who come in when they've already done a bunch of shows, I never listen to the preview. Uh, I just start to watch the most recent show. That, that's like being in the middle of a movie and going, I think I'm going to go watch the promo of this. I'm like, wait a minute. I already know the story right. at this point. Right. Like, what's, what's the Well, I think oftentimes we come to the podcast knowing what they're going to be about. And yeah. so the trailers are pretty meaningless. Um, you know, it, it, it is, I, I just don't know unless you do a big, you pay for a big marketing campaign where you throw that stuff out on Facebook and you're going to, um, you know, you're going to drive people who've never heard of you before. That's what a trailer's for. But if most of your traffic is probably going to come word of mouth and they're already coming to listen to something. And so I don't, I just, I just don't know if the trailer is that important um, unless you're doing paid advertising. Yeah. I mean, a, a trailer is good to give to, if you have any kind of social presence, right. To put out on social and go, you know, throw it on Twitter or whatever and let people share it or Facebook or things like that. But um, yeah, the, the work you're currently doing, if you have a podcast and you're, or you're getting started, the work of the podcast is the most important work, right? I mean, that's, Make great content. Don't get don't get tied up in those things. Dave, I get an email, like talk about a mark of engagement. And I couldn't, I, I don't know if this is totally accurate, but at least once a week, I get an email from from a Ask the Podcast Coach listener now. Like it's just, it's pretty consistent. Hey, I heard you and Dave were talking about this. You and Dave, you and Dave. To me, that's the most important branding that we do is that when I get an email unsolicited and unprompted of someone who puts us together or for the show or for whatever, um, that, that stuff is really important. I think that's a metric you drive to. I'm running into more people. He said, pulling up the ask the podcast coach.com slash stats, um, that say, Hey, I listened to your show. And I'm like, and I'm thinking in my head, school of podcast. I'm like, thanks so much. What would you like to listen to? Or like anything you'd like me to talk about in the future? And they're like, Oh no, man, I love the way you and Jim just follow the thing. And I'm like, Oh, she's not talking about the school of podcasting. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Um, our numbers definitely have gone up this year. Uh, he said, pulling up the stats here. Um, it's always weird when you say that and then you look at your stats and you go, no, no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You're kind of, like, Oh no, actually they're the same. It's so, se well, it seems like per here. episode I'm, I'm going to, um, no, they have, uh, no, actually they've got, it's weird. We were, here we go with my, my favorite quote. Um, at the beginning of the year, we were about 4,000 downloads an episode in March. We went down to 2835. Did we miss an episode in March? Probably. Did I go somewhere? Um, probably maybe. Yeah, maybe it, we get, it gets a little sketchy cause I'm gone. And, yeah. and so, yeah. yeah. So apparently if you leave the, the numbers just tank, I didn't, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> you know, and then in September we were up to almost 4,600 downloads a month. Nice. And then Back October we went down to 38 and then in November we're at 35 and right now in December we're at 2000. So yeah, well that would make sense because there's probably some back catalog listening. Yeah going on and and some of that work and the holidays and such no it's all good oh wow that's actually some really good numbers yeah it's, it's like, been going up let me hold on let me let me scroll over and click on I episodes had no idea. like because we used know, to get like three to five hundred downloads and we're way over that now um let me look at our last couple of uh, uh he said clicking that's a monthly number or that's an episode number? that's a monthly number that's why oh. i said and monthly numbers are crap 
Yeah. Um, as I look at our stats, if we go back to, uh, let's go back to July, 817 downloads. If I look at our last episode, has Anchor gone legit? 646. So we used to get like between three and 500, and now we're like 500. I don't see many 500s in here. They're all, they're like six to 800 downloads. Like the one from, what is this? December 8th. So November 8th would be November 3rd, 785. So we're up a couple hundred from probably last year or so, which if you, if you take a couple hundred and say, we used to get 300, that's like pretty decent growth. Yeah. So, well, like I said, I, I measure our engagement by I'm getting more emails yeah. uh, uh, directly from listeners who are saying, yeah, I heard you on, on that. And I also gauge my engagement by how many, if I get mentioned on podcasters Roundtable, So I listen for that to see in, and sometimes they do, which is pretty cool. They'll talk about the show and you're like, yay. So, you know, it's, it's those kinds of things that, and again, that sounds, man, that sounds really <laughs> egotistic by the way, but it, it's those kinds of things where you're like, okay, if we're out in the community and that, and in those groups, that's our target, right? Which is a super niche target. And so if for, for you to say, yeah, 500 and some people are like, oh, 500, that's not very much. It is in a, in a podcast about podcasting. Yeah. That's what that goes back to that question of like, is this any good? And I'm like, well, I'm doing a podcast about podcasting. I will definitely take it. I know uh, in the chat room uh, somewhere uh, Bangs thought it was 5,000. Daniel saying we thought we heard Rob say it was about 8,000 downloads per episode for a podcast about podcasting. Um, I don't know if those are, is that monthly or um, yeah, that would be based on uh, cliff. If we still count Cliff as a podcast about podcasting, that's a good question. So, but nonetheless, that man had some downloads back in the day. I don't know if that's still the case. I do know now he's doing, and here's another fun thing that, um, did we talk about this already where Cliff is now doing a paid only podcast? Yeah. You, I think you brought that up last, last week. week. Yeah. The fact that I don't I have, haven't gone to check, but I'm like, yeah, it's, it's America. It's, it's the world. Go ahead and do whatever you want. Yeah, if you can do it and it's meeting a need and people are willing to separate themselves from their money to get it done, well, heck, why not? Yeah. You know, that's a more more power to them. I, I do think sometimes when those kinds of things get brought up, there's a little bit of not jealousy or envy, but maybe jealousy and envy on those things. And you're kind of like, <laughs> let, the guy, let the guy do his thing. I'm yeah. not a big, I'm, listen, I'm not a big Cliff Raven, Ravenscraft friend fan. Uh, or fan. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it people love what he does. Let's yeah. not ruin it. Like just let them yeah. let them. If they like doing that, let them. There's yeah. not a lot of people that like me. That's okay. You don't have to listen. Well, that yeah. it's, it's one of those things like, well, I would never do that. Uh-huh. Exactly. And you're not cliff and he's not you and he's allowed to do that. And if you don't want to do it, guess what? You don't have to. So, uh, but anyways, we, I'm going to hit the music cause I realize you can't hear it yet. Uh, but uh, what's coming up? Cause I definitely have to get out of here today. It's at 1230. Um, what, yeah, what's, no, what's no. coming up on, um, uh, the average guy.tv. No worries. We, on uh, Thursday and it's released right now. We talked about these Christmas lights. So if you're into yeah. that, it's super cool. There's a lot of gadgetry around that. And, and so if you're interested in that, and then there's actually a new electric car that's out to compete with Tesla. So if you're into that space as well, the average guy.tv on the school of podcasting, I have a short interview with the one and only Troy Heinrichs from the blacklist exposed and he went to, do you listen to the Dax Shepard podcast, Armchair something, something? He's the guy from Jackass. He was in Parenthood. If you saw him, you'd be like, oh, that's the guy that's married to Kristen Bell. He's kind of a new celebrity that's doing podcasts you know, where you interview celebrities. His whole thing is he was like a big druggie. Um, he was molested as a child. And he apparently brings that up a lot in the show, um, which is kind of, okay, again, it's him being him. And uh, the thing I thought was interesting is at the end of his show, and I think this is where the armchair quarterback comes in, he does a critique of how he did the interview after the interview. Like I listened to him interview Amy Schumer, and at the end he was like, oh, I shouldn't have done that, should have done this. And they do like another 20 minutes talking about the interview that you just listened to, which is kind of, I was like, hey, that's creative. I haven't heard somebody else do that yet, so... Um, anyway, Troy went to a live event that that guy did and has some insights on, hey, if you're doing a live event, here's some things you might want to do. And uh, if you haven't got in your 
What's My Favorite Podcast, only one of 2018. Uh, go over to schoolofpodcasting.com slash contact. I need that by the 23rd. I think that's the question of the month. The 29th. No, the 28th. Yes. Easy for me to say the 28th, but uh, yeah, <laughs> in the post show, we're going to be talking about uh pod link and some other fun filled things. So thanks for sticking around. We're here every Saturday at 1030 Eastern standard time. Stick around for some post show. This podcast is part of the power of podcasting network. Find it at power of changing the world one download at a time.